Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. The hideaway is open tonight. I licked at it or whatever. You know, quicksand is that the equivalent is made out of dicks, 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 dicks. It's banter. What do you think about Brexit? What's that? Does that mean we won't have any cheese? Are you joking? You are a liar, Alfred. 100% white type on paper. Hello and welcome to She's Got the Chat. I am Mara. And I am here with Lauren today, who was on one of our previous episodes. Welcome, Lauren. Thank you. Thank you for having me back. I'm excited to be here. Of course. We're happy to have you back. Uh, Lauren is joining me today because Ari is away in Mexico on a fun little vacay, and she had some flight delays that made her unable to record. So Lauren is very kindly filling in for her. We're excited to have you, Lauren. I'm excited. Thank you so much. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like, you know, after one episode, you're a guest on the pod. After being on two episodes, you're like a friend of the pod. Yes, definitely. So this kind of like escalation is really exciting. (laughs) I love it. Well, you had some really awesome takes when we did our last episode together. So I'm excited to hear what you think. And this is a great set of three episodes. You get to talk about movie night and all the fallout. Mm-hmm. Oh, so. I was so excited when Ari tapped me in last night. I was like, okay, I'm going to watch one episode before I go to bed. Ended up like three episodes deep being like, <laughs> oh my God, I can't believe they showed that clip. Um, yeah, I was up till 3 a.m. because of it. It was very exciting. It was a really, uh, sometimes I get like a little spacey watching it, but I yeah. was really like clued in for these. What are you thinking about the season so far? I'm really enjoying it. I think it, it's been much more captivating than I feel like the winter season was. Uh-huh. I find myself like much more staying up to date because you know with episodes every night sometimes I'll find myself tuning out a little bit or at least I feel like I was during the winter season but the drama is good this season I feel like the producers are really on their shit with some of these twists and turns and game mechanics yeah. um I'm I'm so glad I get to chat to you about it I was talking to some friends about this over brunch and I was like yeah the game mechanics this season are wild and they were like what what it's like okay don't worry you're not whatever um, Amazing. so I'm really enjoying it I do wish was there was like there were more couples or even like individual characters I could really get behind. I feel mm-hmm. like the lack of established couples has been a thing that you guys have talked about or um, that I've seen on the forums. Oh yeah, that have that you don't really see it this late into the game where there are still there isn't really like one couple that people are thro- one or two couples people are throwing themselves behind. Oh and totally, they are they're very new. Yes, no, I totally agree. I think it's actually kind of like an immediate like swing of pendulum to the other side whereas like last winter season there were so many established couples and now this season there's like barely any it's just it's crazy i don't know how i don't know if that's production or just happenstance interesting yeah or if people are going in with different strategies right i don't know well okay so before we get into the episode little bit of business up top ari and i always as an encouragement to have you guys spread the podcast far and wide we like to shout out a couple cities that had 
one singular download on our last episode. Our last episode that we released was on July 13th. And that episode was downloaded in 196 cities with one singular download in these following cities. Boston, Massachusetts. Lauren, looking at you. <laughs> my hometown. Oh my goodness, you guys, come on, step it up. I Come on, rally behind this. Rally yes, behind exactly. me. For my exactly. Hometown. Portland, Maine. Another one. Another New England town i'm mm-hmm. i'll be there in a few weeks what's going right. on up there guys i'll spread the word far and wide I'm so jealous. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah you guys need do you have i know stickers? i need we need to get stickers i've been thinking about this a lot actually <laughs> cleveland ohio another large city come on guys spread it mm-hmm. and paris tennessee what's up wow come on come exactly on, guys I, I want to see those numbers double, triple, quadruple. Exactly. We week. want you guys to share with at least one friend. And as always, follow us on socials at She's Got the Chat. We're on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, threads. Those are all the main things. And please, as always, leave a review on Apple or Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. So, Lauren, without further ado, let's, let's chat. chat. All right. So, we're starting off with episode number 36 on Hulu. It, it is morning in the villa. And we see Zach and Molly returning from the hideaway. And they didn't really do a debrief. I think there was a couple like, oh, we feel so close to each other now. That was great. Blah, blah, blah. Remind me, was there an implied consummation there? Or did did we not get much hideaway footage beside them doing a little fashion show? We didn't get much hideaway footage beside the fashion show. That makes me wonder. I'm all, I'm very, I think this is something I picked up on last season of like the very weird way or the, the variations between how they show hideaway scenes. Some people, they get like a very spicy scene. Some people right. get a whole floating breakfast. And I think it's, right. how, it's like, it, it's giving me a little sneak peek into how producers are feeling about certain people. And it makes me think they want to keep like a good girl kind of edit for Molly. Yes, I could totally see that. I definitely think they want to keep the good girl edit for her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then Abby gets a text. Mitch and Abby are going on a date. Very exciting. We see a conversation between Tyreek and Ella where Ella says that she really wants them both to be good. And Tyreek says that you have to compromise in relationships and he's learning on the job. I thought that was cute. <laughs> Leah Montel then have a chat and Montel says that he's never been in a situation where he's been at fault for something, which is an outrageous statement. <laughs> he's never done anything wrong in his life ever. I mean, uh, the confidence that uh, this beacon of morality showing up on Love Island, having never made a mistake or, or do you think he just needs, do you think he needs to borrow Zach's accountability book? Oh, definitely needs to borrow Zach's book for sure. (laughs) Yeah, that was kind of wild. (laughs) That was so crazy. It was a throwaway line. I'm sure for a lot of people, but I I immediately heard that and rewound because I thought, is that something that like real men say, like that men in this world say? Like I've, I've right. just never done anything wrong before, so this is new it's, to me. It feels very male for sure. <laughs> so Leah then itms that she doesn't know how to get things back to where they were before, and she feels like the effort from him isn't there. Then we see Mitch and Abby's date. They're doing stand-up paddleboarding. We see them struggle to stand up. Mitch especially. He falls in a couple times. And then they sit on the beach. And Mitch says that he has been waiting weeks for Abby. They then talk about where they live and how far away they are from each other. 
Mitch says that he would move for the right person. I liked this. I think so far I'm I'm a big fan of them as a couple because I love how like goofy they are and the fact that they mm-hmm. got a date where they could just kind of be silly and laugh at each other was really cool. I also I feel like I was watching this lens this um, episode with more of a strategy lens than I usually do just because nice. for thinking about coming on this pod and it's such a good strategy to go on and go like obviously to go for the person that hasn't really connected with anyone not just yeah. because you kind of have a pretty solid chance at coming back to the villa but you enter the villa in a very conflict-free way i was thinking about the yes. ways that like i think it was amber or uzi that came back and suddenly they were like all of a sudden in these rivalries whereas mm-hmm. abby has kind of like a surefire way of getting with the girl because she's now dating the guy that everyone loves but no one wants to be with yes that's so true it is very conflict-free mm-hmm. absolutely do you think that abby actually likes mitch I go back and forth and I've gone okay. back and forth throughout this episode, but at the, by the time I ended the, the last of the episodes that we're talking about today, I was yeah. like, I actually do think I believe it. I know. I think I believe it too. I think it's like kind of luck for Mitch that she happened to like genuinely like him. Mm-hmm. But I think otherwise strategy wise, for sure, always going for like the guy, the wills, you know? Yes. But sometimes it can come across as game strategy. It can. It can. like the Scott and Catherine situation. Absolutely. So it'll be interesting to see where it goes. But the way it feels like later on, spoilers, where it feels like during the challenge, she kind of pied off Scott. I was like, oh, I think maybe she actually, this is real. Their sense of humor seems to match really well, which gives me some faith in them. I know. Me too. I agree. I agree. So then we see a chat between Ella and Tyreek. And they, they also talk about the distance between them. Ella says that she would move, and then they do a little kiss. And Mitch and Abby return from their date. The Islanders then break off into a BCGC, and Mitch says that they really needed the alone time. He says it was a really good date. And Abby tells the girls that the date was good, and now she feels closer to Mitch, and she can see more happening with them. Catherine then gets a text. Tonight, it's movie night. Da-da-da. And Catherine, I noted, says... Hashtag. I noticed that hashtag. too. Wait, remind me where she's from. Uh, Dublin. Oh, she's Irish. Oh, a cute little Irish accent. It's so good. Hashtag. I know. It's funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it is now nighttime in the villa and we see a beautiful display of movie night. I loved the amount of production that they put into this mm. with the big screen and the big sign movie night. They gave them comfy couches rather than the like banquet table situation they've had mm. in the past. Mm-hmm. They obviously had the popcorn. I will say they're like editing and they're cut screens of like, or maybe this was actually at the end of last episode. Forgive me if I'm forgetting where they're like, when they were putting like movie night graphics on the screen, it yeah. was very much like graphic design is my passion as far as production yes. value goes so we see <laughs> yeah, where they yeah. allocated the budget here i get it i respect Absolutely. it it reminded me like me playing around in iMovie when i was maybe in middle school yes like, it was movie very night. iMovie very iMovie i love that yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> so we all know how movie night works the islanders will get a trivia question usually related to sex and whoever gets closest to the answer picks the movie to watch now this is not price is right rules This is not if you go over, you're out, if this is whoever's closest. So the first question is, which percentage of men switch off the lights during sex? Whitney makes a comment that men are insecure, so they're more likely to want to turn them off. (laughs) And the girls win. The answer is 25%, which is interesting. Quarter, Quarter of men prefer that. I think that makes sense. I believe yeah. that. I trust that. I don't know where Love Island is getting these statistics or these peer-reviewed right. journals. Are they? Uh, who are they surveying? Uh, where are they finding this? Are they replicable results? I don't know, but I, I believe it. I agree. 
So the girls decide to pick the lying, the Mitch, and the wardrobe. Interesting. I want to chime in here and say, yeah. what did you think of that choice for the first one? Odd. Why Mitch? Because Mitch is someone, I mean, I, I get that this ended up creating a little bit of beef with the boys, but I, you right. know, Mitch is someone where there, nothing that they were going to show was really going to get in between him and Abby. He's not right. like a contentious figure that came back from Casa and everyone was like, Ooh, what is he doing? Do you think they wanted to start off with something like a little less risky? I don't know. I was kind of Maybe. intrigued by this choice if they wanted to ease themselves into it. Cause this wasn't a clip that was going to like, bring a lot of tea to light and shake up at least the romantic relationships in the villa. Right. I also, I get hung up on this. Like, do they end up watching all of the clips and then the producers just cut out whatever they don't feel like showing or like, do they really only have a certain number of guesses Mm -hmm. and tries? Mm -hmm. And so like, you better make those worth it. Cause to me, if it's, if it's the latter, then like, yeah, why pick Mitch at all? Right. One of these days I want to see Islanders always make such like unanimous decisions at a movie night or like when yeah. they're deciding who goes to the hideaway. I want to yeah. see people fight for it. I want to say, no, I want to see people go, no, I want to watch this. No, pick this one. Like I, yeah. I want people to get really passionate. I also want people to argue about who goes to the hideaway because they always somehow know Same. exactly who's going. I'm like, when right. did you want to discuss this? How, do, how are you so in sync all of a sudden? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I totally agree with you. Mm-hmm. It's very, it is interesting. It's like a little too unanimous. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Okay, so we see the line, the Mitch in the wardrobe. We see Mitch telling Molly that he can get to know her under the radar right after he had told Zach that he picked Molly for him. We see the conversation with Katie about the conversation with Zach being dry. We see his conversation with Jess calling Sammy jealous. Everyone at this point is laughing. So to your point, Lauren, it it did set the mood for like a nice light teaser and honestly will. i'm so glad we got the joy of re-watching those scenes that, i know <laughs> you'll, you'll come groveling back to me oh my god he's so ah, funny he's so it's, funny it's so cringy but it is hilarious mm-hmm. yes after the movie ends zach does say that his friendship with bitch has changed after that mm-hmm. which i was like man i'll buy it <laughs> yeah i couldn't quite figure out exact like i wasn't totally sure how mad he was or maybe he didn't know in that moment right Right. I think that's fair, too. Mm-hmm. Zach doesn't seem to take a lot of things too seriously. Mm-hmm. So I never expected him to really get that bent out of shape about Mitch's comments. Yeah, agreed. Okay, the next question is how many hours does a person spend kissing in a lifetime? The boys win this one. The answer is 336 hours. Jess, of course, said 26,000, I think. <laughs> I think, I think <laughs> didn't someone say like 60,000 at some point, too? Oh, my God. I have to, how many hours are in an average person's lifetime? I don't think I've done that mental math. That's a great question. I guess... Uh, what there's 24 hours in a day. Most people live to be on average 83, 84. Mm-hmm. I can't do that math, but times three, six, five a year. I'm all just, I'm doing some calculations later. Okay. I know that the listeners are dying for this. Right <laughs> I mean, now. I could do it. Okay. Wait. So it's 365 days a year times 24 hours, right? So that's mm-hmm. 8,760 hours in a year mm-hmm. times mm-hmm. 83 years is, Seven hundred twenty-seven thousand eighty. So three thirty-six divided by what was the what was your number that you seven two seven oh eight oh. Wow. So that is you spend a very small percentage of your life kissing. You spend point oh four percent. Wow. Of your life kissing. That's very small. Maybe we should all kiss each other a little bit. Maybe. More. Yeah. That's that's pretty. That's today's takeaway. 
the boys decide they want to watch Cinderella, which good. That's a spicy one to watch. Yeah, that's you. That that makes sense. That's a smart choice. I mean, a painful choice, right. I'm sure, for Ty. But yeah, we see Ella meeting Uzi for the fir- or not for the first time, the second time or third time, technically. We see them talking about how she wants someone that's only for her, that she's closed off to everyone but him and Ty. We see her get the massage from Uzi. We see them in bed, and it makes it look like they're having a kiss in bed. Uzi and Ella are like, no, no, it's not a kiss. It wasn't a kiss. And Ty goes off a little bit like, so life at Casa was nice, yeah? <laughs> it sounded like they put kissing noises over this I clip. know. They were definitely trying mm-hmm. to, like, manipulate the look of the uh-huh. clip. Yeah, yeah. I think that was almost in contention for, it was originally in contention for one of my most shocking moments of the episode is the way they edited that to put the kissing noises in or to at least highlight the kissing noises. People aren't mic'd up in bed. They're not actually getting kissing noises, right? I I think Mm -hmm. there's a mic above the bed. Oh, that's probably true. Because when they're whispering to each other, they do always know what they're saying. So mm-hmm, I think there mm-hmm. there is a mic on the bed, but even still, it's probably not enough to like really pick up like noises. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, <laughs> they could have dubbed it. Thank in. you for doing yeah. that. Thank you for making that sound. I'm, You're welcome. I'm really glad I had that. And that is exactly what the producers put over that. That's so true. Wow. <laughs> oh my gosh. The next question is how many women have sex before marriage? Girls win. Rightfully so. The correct answer is 74%. I was like, thank god that's the answer i was worried i was like i don't know it could be lower again are, are these uk statistics right. god man, you give a girl like one research course statistics <laughs> class and i'm like let's analyze this how uh, uh, tell me I more know. where did they get this data from yeah exactly <laughs> no i want to know too are these brits like yeah. where is this coming from i need mm-hmm. this information mm-hmm. the girls decide to watch the full montel we see montel flirting with tank holding her hand kissing her on the terrace kissing her in bed and him saying that he has more in common with tank than leah oh that's rough that i mean the kissing and stuff i think they talked about the like the saying i i feel like i have more in common with you i i mean i guess that isn't inherently a bad thing but just that i think leah brought this up later the comparison yeah. like makes my heart sink a little bit i really felt for her in that i felt for her a lot during the i did night. too i felt really bad for her mm-hmm. And I know mm-hmm. we'll get into it in a minute because she ends up speaking up a little bit more. But I was glad she spoke up as much as she did. Yeah, I I, I really grew to like her even more. Over, I mean, I never had anything against her, but I didn't feel like I knew her. And I really grew to like her these episodes. I think everything that every way in which like she advocated for herself and like spoke up, I was like 100 percent behind what she had to say. I agree. I definitely agree. Yeah. So the next question is, what percent of people with partners have sex daily? The boys win. The answer is 4%, which I actually, of course, they were like debating like, oh, lots of people have sex every day. I was like, lots of people do not have sex every day. Yeah. 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 So the boys choose to watch Dangerous Leah Azons. These puns, These, incredible, really. Well oh my gosh, yeah. We see Leah and Lachen flirting. It's not really that much. We see Leah being not into the guys, having the conversation with Jess, being like, just no one compares to Montel. And then all the guys boo Montel because Leah looks great and Montel looks really bad. But also at the same time, 
I feel like if I were in that position, if I were Leah, not saying she does, but it also looked embarrassing. Like Definitely. it looked, it was a little pathetic to see that in comparison to Montana. Mm-hmm. Like I would feel so shitty. That yeah. that was kind of a sneaky move on the producers. They could have tried to make it out. Like I feel like the easy thing to do, or what they have done in the past, is try to make it out that even people that are really loyal ended up flirting or like playing around a little bit. This was just like, oh, I felt for her so right. much in that moment, and and everyone else in the villa kind of knew that have they done that in the past have they, they done a movie clip that just makes someone look really good and really loyal? um that's actually a really good question i'm sure i'm mm-hmm. sure they have but i can't think mm-hmm. of anyone off the top of my head to be honest yeah because i was like what on earth are they going to play for her and then seeing that i was like oh you poor sweet girl i know mm-hmm. it really is one of those things where it's like there's nothing else to show you other than her being loyal so that's what we'll have mm-hmm. to show you Mm-hmm. yeah and it, it was probably yeah very embarrassing for her mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so the next question is what percent of people find it unacceptable to have sex with your partner in someone else's home and the girls win the correct answer is 31 percent what do you think about that do you think it's unacceptable to have sex with your partner in someone else's home? i don't think it's unacceptable i think it pushes a line if you're having sex with your partner in someone else's bed like personal bed mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. i don't think it's that big of a deal if you have sex in my house with your partner. Yeah. I yeah. Know. I agree. I think there's like some courteousness about how loud are right. you being or other people home. Right. There are a few things to consider. I wouldn't say a hundred percent unacceptable. Agreed. I think there's some like nuance and caveats to it, but I agree. Not a hundred percent unacceptable. So the girls decide to watch some like it's Scott. And <laughs> again, these puns, <laughs> We see Scott and Catherine kissing in the villa. We see Scott saying that he probably won't miss Catherine when the Casa girls come in. And we then see all the villa girls after having watched his videos say that none of the Casa girls wanted him. And that was why he didn't really crack on. That was why he ended up loyal with Catherine. And Scott says, it's not that. I just didn't do anything with them. I didn't even try to flirt with them, mm-hmm. which I guess is true. We didn't really see him trying with anybody. No, I hear what I'm saying to one person, like, oh, if there were to be someone, it was you. Right. But I, who, who was that? I'm pretty sure it was Gabby, because Gabby was the mm-hmm. one who showed right. a lot of interest in Scott initially. Yeah, yeah. No, I... I- I don't know. I I think he wasn't really just putting in that much effort. Or maybe I think he kind of he kind of did like the same thing that Leah did of just no one was really clicking. And that was mean for the girls to say. It was funny, but it was mean for them to say that no one was interested. In him. I agree. And I I think it's true that that's not true. Like I think that some of the girls mm-hmm. were. It, Gabby obviously was interested in him. And I think mm-hmm. Scott. I think he didn't do anything with the other girls in Casa because he had gotten the, all that heat just before they went there from all the Islanders saying that he's a game player. And so he mm-hmm. wanted to come out of Casa looking loyal. Yeah, so absolutely. absolutely. I don't think he was going to fuck around with that. Mm-mm. So the next question is what percent of 18 to 21 year olds have admitted to cheating on a partner? And I liked this age range, 18 to 21, definitely a little mm-hmm. more likely to probably be messing yeah, around. Yeah, definitely higher than longer, po- larger population. Exactly. So the boys win. The answer is 29%. And they decide to watch Catterday Night Fever. We see images of Catherine and Ellum kissing. We see Ella and Jess say that Kat and Ellum are better suited than her and Scott. We see Catherine saying that Scott cares a lot about what other people think. True. 
And then we see Catherine Ellum kiss while they're in the villa, just from another, the other mm-hmm. night. Mitch then turns to the girls and says, you're laughing at my boy's downfall, because all the girls were laughing at this point. Leah is mm-hmm. like, no, Catherine's just happy with Ellum. We should just be happy for Catherine. And then Scott calls Leah out for speaking on things after she's not spoken for four weeks, basically saying that Leah is very quiet in the villa. Mm-hmm. So that mm-hmm. was a little out of order i think i really didn't like the way scott handled himself in this i, I think like i i continuously i'm like Catherine doesn't owe you anything you, you said you were closed off she wasn't closed off to you i think she handled herself kindly i understand on his end being a little hurt that like some of the girls were egging him on in the same way of like hey like i thought we were all friends it's maybe tough to see you uh speak poorly about my relationship to Catherine when you guys were excited for me or, or hanging out with us a couple weeks right. ago but i i really didn't like the way he spoke to Leah. it yeah. really pissed me it off, pissed me off it, there was something really <clears throat> about it, it was it was almost like undertone of like, you need to shut the fuck up because you're like not involved in this or whatever. Like it was a kind of like a mind your business. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it's fucking movie. Mm-hmm. Like night. who are you to talk on right. this? Who are you to speak on it? And Chris's like, well, you guys were being kind of shitty to Catherine. And I, I like that Leah stood up for her. I like that Leah said like, look, they're happy now. It's not that big a deal. Right. Exactly. Right. Yes. So Katie says to Scott that that was out of order. And then all the girls and Scott kind of go back and forth for a bit here. But then the next question comes up. What percent of people in relationship have a side of the bed that they prefer to sleep on? The girls, when they, the answer is 77%. Do you have a side of the bed you prefer to sleep on? I need to be like not on the side that's against the wall. Ah. I always tell this to people when they sleep over. I'm like, I need to be able to escape. You want to be on door side. Yes, exactly. But I guess it doesn't matter if the bed isn't pressed up against the wall. Uh Um, But yeah, I tell people I like to be able to escape, which is like a fun thing to hear from a girl the first time you sleep over (laughs) at her house. That's really funny. It's a bit I do for me, myself, and I. (laughs) I also tend to sleep closer to the door than the window. Mm-hmm. I also think I tend to go to the bathroom during the night more than the ah. average person. So that's also probably why I don't want to climb over you to go pee. That's so true. That's so true. So the girls decide to watch Tie Hard and God, terrible pun. <laughs> Die hard. Okay. We see Amber and Tyreek flirting. We see Tyreek and Gabby flirting. We see Tyreek egging Sammy on to go kiss both Gabby and Amber. We see him also egging on Montel to go kiss Tank. Everyone, all the girls are like, damn, Ty's in charge. The guys are like, Ty's bad. One of the girls, I think it was Whitney, but I could be wrong, said something along the lines of Ty says jump and the boys say how high. Mm-hmm. And that had me dying. Yes. I know. She made such incredible commentary throughout this whole thing. It was great. But yes, mm-hmm. yes, she did. She said, Ty says jump, the boys say how high. And Tyreek does say sorry to the girls. He's like, sorry about that. <laughs> Jess is really upset about Tyreek's comment of him saying, fuck Jess. Like, Jess isn't here right now. Don't think about her. And Jess gets Mm -hmm. mad at Sammy. She gets Mm -hmm. mad at him for taking it lightly, essentially. Yeah, and kind of just rolling with it and joking with Ty. This would have been... I. I I feel like if I were Ella in this situation, this is something I hate. I hate when men who are like generally good or committed and like kind to relationships are just like shitty and egging on their bros. Yeah. I think it's one of the like nastiest, most insidious things. Absolutely. It's so mm-hmm. forgetful of how their person, their other partner is, mm-hmm. might be feeling about whatever they're they're mm-hmm, doing. Mm-hmm. 
it's very like locker room talk mm-hmm. in a way where it, and it it just it feels like one of those things that kind of fly under the radar because it's just boys being dudes yes exactly boys will be boys I hate mm-hmm. that. So the next question is, in minutes, how long does the average Brit have sex for? Tyreek calls himself a one-stroke man. I was like, "What is, are you insinuating that you can make a girl come in one stroke? Or do you come in one stroke? <laughs> I think he was, I read it as this man has zero stamina. And honestly, <laughs> God bless. I love a man who's quick to come. <laughs> Get done. We're cuddling. It's good. I'm with you, Lauren. It too. It, there is a point where it's too long. Never in my life have I thought, ah, I need 21 plus minutes of penetrative Definitely sex. Definitely not. <laughs> Absolutely never. <laughs> well, it's funny because so the girls win. The answer is 21 minutes. That is a pretty long time. And mm-hmm. Mitch says no man can last that long, which is God hilarious. bless you, Mitch. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think they can. I just don't know if I would have put that at average. I agree. I'm shocked that that's average. I also sort of feel like, again, what are these statistics? Who is saying this? Are men saying this? Okay. Are they trying to act like they can last longer than they really can? Are, is someone showing up with a timer and make and stop right. watching this? Is this a randomized controlled trial? <laughs> Right, exactly. We need more information about the statistics. <laughs> I measured on a stopwatch, it takes an average of five to seven minutes for a man to reach orgasm and ejaculate. Five to seven. So that means that, that means that, I mean, who knows where they're getting these statistics? American men are coming at a rate of like, one third the amount of time yeah. that it takes a British man to come. <laughs> and that is a fascinating cultural difference that, that I would love to learn more about. I agree. Are like British men just take it like three times longer, three to four times longer. That's something. That is something. Maybe they have more erectile dysfunction. I think it's a lie. I think that's what's happening here. <laughs> I think this is false information. <laughs> okay, okay. I'll, I'll return to this anthropological study later. So since the girls won, they decided to watch Double Sammy. We see Mal and Sammy saying how he feels stronger toward her than Jess in, what, two days rather than the three weeks he's been with Jess. We see Sammy want to get to know Amber. We see him kissing Amber. And then we see him also kissing Gabby. Same night, same spot. Zach's like, that's terrible. Jess is crying. And then he says that his comment to Mal was, quote, just chat, which is shitty. But movie night ends and the boys and girls split off into a BCGC. The guys talk about Leah saying a lot and speaking up for once the girls then talk about scott's reaction toward leah ella reiterates that she absolutely did not kiss uzi tyreek says that the whole video really wasn't nice to see but he's already forgiven her so he's going to be immature about it and let it go and i feel like tyreek has always had the ability to be this mature but has simply opted not to 
<laughs> yeah, I completely agree. The way he held himself in the last couple of episodes of like, you hurt me, so I have to hurt right. you back. Like, this is just how I am. This is just how I process was so yes. frustrating. And then he was lovely right. about this. He was like, I, I thought I thought this was going to be another five episode arc of him fucking around and trying to piss off and get revenge right. with Ella. So I, I don't believe that she changed mm-hmm. him in 48 no. hours. I think he's he's just making choices. For and the TV show. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely, 100%. absolutely, yes. But it is mm-hmm. nice to know that he has this mature side to him. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's a nice it's like way the to glimpses. Look at it. I'm like, oh, the real human underneath it all. Mm-hmm. So the yeah. guys then talk about Sammy. Sammy's upset that he's made Jess cry. Jess says to the girls that she's really upset about his comment toward Mal and is mad about the fuck Jess comment. The girls then talk about how all the boys followed everything Tyreek said. Whitney says, it's giving sheep. And then all the girls start, bah! <laughs> Beautiful. That was Incredible. so good. I loved it. It's giving it so sheep. Good. I loved it. I also love the, the idea of the guys being on the other side of the villa, not really knowing what's going on, not really knowing what people yes. are talking about, and suddenly hearing like an insane amount of <laughs> just I'm trying to be like trying to figure like, out why are they doing what, that? What, what that <laughs> exactly. I thought the same thing. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. So then we see a conversation between Scott and Leah. Leah says she's confused. How dare he speak to her like that? She calls him rude. And then he says he's mad about her comment that no one wanted him. Scott then apologizes. Leah says, don't come for me like that again. And they kind of leave it where it is. And at that point, Montel pulls her. Mm-hmm. Not a good apology. It was not, I don't think, I think he, I think my gripe with Scott, and this kind of continues to show up over the last couple episodes and over the course of the next couple episodes, is he's very, and I liked him before Casa. I liked him and trusted him when he was with mm-hmm. Catherine, but he's become very nice guy. Yeah. In that very toxic way of like, well, I, I, I was always loyal to you. I'm such a nice guy. Nothing works out to me. Mm-hmm. But with a lot of undertones of misogyny and the way he speaks to women he's not necessarily dating or attracted to or women who have rejected yes. him. Yes. That is such a good point. There's so much like empathy for Scott online. Like if you've been seeing it in the forums at all, and I, I don't mm-hmm. understand it. I, we talked about me and Ari mm-hmm. talked about this in our last episode, but mm-hmm. I, I just don't get it. Like this justice yeah. for Scott movement that's occurring. I'm like, no, Scott's kind of a piece of shit guys. You need to open up your eyes. Yeah. At best, he's kind of whiny and immature. He's whiny and immature. I, g- I gave him the benefit of the doubt. I didn't get, I didn't get all the people that were saying he's just playing a game with Catherine. I thought that, yeah. I think you guys covered it perfectly. If that had really fucked up and racist undertones, mm-hmm. but I like, I gave him the benefit of the doubt before Casa. Yeah. I think the way that he has handled rejection mm-hmm. um, has revealed a lot about his character. Yeah, I agree. I agree. He's not good at dealing with it. That's for sure. So Montel and Leah then chat. Leah says she didn't like seeing what had happened in Casa and she's upset about the comparison comment. Sammy and Jess then chat and Sammy says he's sorry that she's upset. Jess says that the line that line can make a girl have feelings for you. The line of I have more in common with you mm-hmm. than or not more mm-hmm. in common. I have a better connection with you in three days than I have with Jess. Yeah. And she asks Sammy if he still would have rejected Mal if Mal hadn't gone home. Sammy says, probably he's never shut the door with Jess. 
And then Jess asks if she's the second option. Sammy says no. And then they continue to argue back and forth. He continues to stand by his line being a bit of chat. I didn't think he was being empathetic at all. They argue more. And then he eventually walks off. I hate the way he handles himself. (laughs) I think Jess was being so calm and chilled and cool and full. The way she came back from Casa, she was so full of grace with everything. She's given him more than enough space and patience. And he treats her like crap. yes like it was actually uncomfy to watch the way he speaks to her with such like casual disrespect yeah. and dismissiveness oh he every ugh. time they get into a conflict he handles it so poorly so like so poorly to the point where i'm shocked i genuinely think it would be easier and require less thought or effort to just say like hey i hear that hurt your feelings i'm sorry 100 <laughs> percent. he he mm-hmm. constantly feels the need to defend himself he never wants to say sorry and then he always mm-hmm. ends up backtracking and saying sorry but he never really means the apology yeah and only after like i feel like multiple other people intervene yes. are like come on you gotta see it from her perspective exactly yeah he can't get there on his own hun- yep 100 percent I agree. Maybe if Ty can give him a drop of that maturity yes. that we saw, he can, he can, we can make some, yeah, <laughs> I love some it. Steps. I love it. Share that between the two of them. <laughs> so then we move into episode 38. We see Jess talking to some of the girls about why she's angry with Sammy. And then Catherine says that Sammy needs to own what he said. And Sammy says to some of the guys that, and Molly, that Jess is bringing up irrelevant stuff. Uh, it's not irrelevant to her. Catherine then comes over and Sammy says that when this all happened, his commentary with Mal, that was also when Jess was cracking on with Mitch and his comment was fueled by Jess getting to know Mitch. Kind of a stupid cop out excuse Mm -hmm. and then Mm -hmm. sammy says that he is ready to be closed off we then see zach montel ty and scott chat and they talk about the mitch video montel says that mitch says mad stuff behind your back ty says men like that are bottom of the barrel but also we've all probably bad mouthed each other (laughs) Mm -hmm. and zach then itms that everyone's given mitch easy passes do you think that's true do you think the men have given or that everyone's given him easy passes I think they've given him slightly easy passes, but they have also called him out plenty of times. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know if they need to be going any harder on Mitch than they already have. Do you know what I mean? Mm-mm. Mitch feels so harmless to yeah. me. Not to say that, like, if I were Zach, I would be hurt by those comments. If I were Sammy, yeah. I would be hurt by these those comments. But I, he just seems so, like, dumb. Yeah. And, like, kind of flailing. And, I don't know, maybe that's weaponized incompetence in some way where I'm kind of like, how can you even, <laughs> but really, like, how can you be mad at him for the, this stuff? I know. I feel the same way. Mm-hmm. He does feel, mm-hmm. he feels uh, non-threatening ultimately exactly yeah so then we see tyreek and ella have a chat tyreek says that he didn't like seeing the footage of ella and uzi ella says that she didn't like seeing him flirting with other girls he says you didn't like it i didn't like it it's done whatever let's just leave that leave it be i'm glad that's over i can't see them go back and forth i can't hear ella say tit for tat one more time (laughs) um like let's bury it exactly It is then morning in the villa. Things are pretty quiet and tense. We get our BCGC. Uzi says he wants to talk to Katie. Leah says that she didn't realize how intimate Montel had been with Tink. Jess says that Sammy's comparison comment was a kick in the teeth and she's not going to let him walk all over her. And then we have all the guys on the daybeds. Zach calls Mitch a snake boy. That was so funny. He's like, what's up, snakey boy? (laughs) 
I'm going to start using that. I love I that. Know. <laughs> I have a friend that we call Donkey Boy, and oh, that's nice. what it reminded me of. I love of. that. <laughs> So Mitch says, besides the Molly conversation, everything else was taken out of context. And Sammy says, you don't put somebody else down to build yourself up. And Zach basically gets all the guys to agree with him. And that the way Mitch was acting was a, quote, mad ting. And Mitch says, sorry. Uzi and Katie then chat. And Uzi asks if she felt like she was second best from Casa in comparison to Ella. Katie says she never took it personally. And it's not like that. He says he's happy to be able to do his own thing now. And Katie says that she's glad to get to know him. He calls her a slow burner and she says that he's the same. I don't I don't think it was a great move on his part to say, do you feel like you're second best? I agree. I don't think you should lead with that. I, because if I wasn't thinking that, a partner saying that would make, would suddenly, like, you could plant that in your mind. I think you could do a, co- a like, kind of caveat of, like, hey, I want you to know, like, I am genuinely attracted to you. I pursued Ella because we had this history, but that, but that. Right. Um, uh, I pursued Ella because we have this history, but that doesn't like negate yeah. how he feels toward anybody else. Yeah, it, uh, he went after that in Casa because he wanted to play that out, but that that wasn't not him not being interested in other people. That wasn't him not being attracted in Katie, and the attraction is definitely still totally. there. I feel like he could have phrased that in a way that was less likely to plant an insecurity in Katie's head. I, I Although agree. she played it very cool. She's very chill. Yeah, she didn't take it to heart, which mm-hmm. I think was a good mm-hmm. move on her part, but agreed he could have yeah. phrased it a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> Although I don't, sometimes I feel she's a little too chilled. She is a little too chill sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Leanne Montel then chat. Leah says that she feels scared and she doesn't know why any of that stuff with Tink would have happened if he was actually interested in Leah. Mm-hmm. Jess and Sammy then chat and Jess says she feels the situation has put her back. And mm-hmm. Sammy says that the whole thing has been blown out of proportion. More of minimizing Jess's feelings. Invalidate, invalidate, invalidate. <laughs> exactly. Jess says that she doesn't really feel like Sammy has apologized and he says he has. So obviously that must be the truth. She says that she feels second best and he thinks that she's milking it and he's done going in circles. Oh my God. It's gaslight and validate yeah. girl boss. Gaslight gatekeep Sorry. girl boss. <laughs> Literally. 100%. Over it. <laughs> can't believe it jess and ella then chat jess doesn't feel like sammy's taking her feelings into consideration and ella says her feelings are valid she's not being dramatic and jess says that he did apologize but she didn't really feel like it was genuine he only said sorry to end the fight and man Mm -hmm. i have been in those fights before have you yeah oh absolutely absolutely i always i one of my like favorite little like cliches is an apology without changed behavior is manipulation Mm. i say that to my clients a lot of like it's it's not about the apology it's about how you act after that too i love that manipulation learn from that sammy listen up (laughs) listen up you've got two Mm -hmm. helping professionals on the line with you here yeah (laughs) you need some counseling this is free most people pay a lot for this bill us bitch no, this is why you guys need to share the podcast because Lauren and I are mm-hmm. mental health professionals and we're giving you this content for free. Exactly. <laughs> free exactly. free therapy for all of you on this mm-hmm. on this pod. Okay. So it is now nighttime in the villa. Lockin makes the toast. He thanks everyone for welcoming him and the others from Casa. Montel, Sammy, and Zach have a chat. Montel says he wants to write a letter to Leah and he wants the guys to round everybody up when he goes up to the terrace. So Sammy then pulls Leah in like the most awkward pulling of all people because why Mm -hmm. would sammy be pulling leah (laughs) and you 
could tell everyone was a little bit nervous. Yeah. And like the rest of the group's like, are we, someone asked, are we playing a game? Leah's like, what's ever, right. it, it was done so not smoothly. <laughs> agreed. Agreed. Mm-hmm. And so Montel then goes up to the terrace. Zach gets everybody rounded up. Montel's up on the terrace now and he says to everyone, he embarrassed Leah. So it's only right that he embarrasses himself. He says, sorry for everything that they've all seen and heard. And she didn't deserve to be treated the way that she was. And he wants to prove himself to her. He then comes down and they hug and they kiss. I historically am not a fan of the massive declarations Agreed. of love, but I think the fact that he acknowledged that this was kind of dumb and silly. Yeah. I liked it a little, as far as this goes, this was one of the better ones. I do like him and Leah together, even though I'm a little uh, skeptical of the way he handled himself. The acknowledgement, like I'm doing this to embarrass myself. I thought that was kind of sweet. I agree. I liked that too. Maybe a little, a little tit for tat, but you know, that's just the theme. That's of- so true. Always tit for tat. <laughs> Uzi and Katie then have a chat. Uzi says he thinks that they're vibing. She knows that she doesn't vibe with Scott, kind of ruling him out completely. Mitch then talks to Sammy and Zach. Mitch wants to apologize. He's felt really lost the last couple of weeks, and it's not an excuse, and he agrees that he was being sly. He says he doesn't want to be that guy, and he hated watching movie night. He reiterates the apology, and then Zach says it's an accountability thing. He appreciates and values what Mitch said, and Sammy agrees. Zach then ITMs that Mitch owned it. I loved this. And I don't Mm -hmm. want to be the person praising like dudes for doing the bare minimum, (laughs) but this was fantastic, especially in comparison to like the Sammy Tyreek Montel. Let's just egg each other on. Let's just dudes bring bros. This conversation of, Hey, I realized I hurt my bros feelings. I'm going to take up accountability for it. Go out of my way to make sure they know how I feel and how like I've changed and learned from this. Beautiful, stunning. I also love how much Zach loves accountability. I know. Like his passion. I don't know why. <laughs> For like a very kind of like chill bro guy to be like, accountability, bro. Yes. He's really big. Go Zach. He's really big he's on accountability. really big into accountability. Big accountability guy. He read that one book and he's like, this is my thing now. This is my personality. It's his Bible. Right. It's oh my gosh. That's, a, that's such a Lauren move too. Oh my God, to read one thing and build your entire personality around it. He's going to get like accountability down his <laughs> like a tattoo on his arm i could totally see zach doing that a hundred percent yeah love that for him he should good for you zach (laughs) leah katie and jess then chat and they say that katie's been talking a lot to uzi katie says she fancies him uzi then tells zach and sammy that things with katie are going really well and he wants to be coupled up with her and zach makes a joke about the terrace being free tonight he's checking the schedule no bookings up there. <laughs> Back to the it was cute. Yeah. Back to the girls. Leah says that she couldn't believe Montel's little declaration happened. Katie says that Leah has set an example of of the lady, the proper lady to be. And Jess says that she's trying to also be like that. And then Katie says that Jess needs to be strong on this in regards to Sammy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Scott and Abby then chat. Scott says that in hindsight, he wishes he had gone for Gabby and brought her back because he never really tried to flirt with anybody in Casa. And then we cut to the boys on the daybed where Lockin says that Abby is getting rizzed up currently. And Mitch says he doesn't see Scott as a threat. So this is the be- the beginning of the love triangle here. Yeah, love triangles feels like a bit of a stretch, but I, 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 I liked how chill Mitch was about it. I think Mitch could have gotten really up in arms and like, what, what's what the heck, bro? Or, yeah. you know, um, and I think his 
he has continued to be more and more likable throughout the season mm-hmm. and his calmness and confidence in this situation i think was attractive yeah i think it went against every like instinct he had but i do think he realized like i have to chill the fuck out otherwise yeah. i'm gonna like ruin a chance at love here and i think at least as far as we've seen so far i think it's working for him i think it's it's worked yeah i agree i agree it is morning in the villa and Uzi and Katie are having a chat. Katie says she wants to keep her cards close to her chest because she has a tendency to get obsessed with people, but she also wants the person she's with to feel the same way toward her. It's what we call codependency, Katie. Side of her. I know. Literally. (laughs) Yeah. We haven't seen that. Do you think she's afraid of like being perceived as obsessed because of just like the general crazy woman trope? Or do you think she really does that? And just, she hasn't really liked anyone that much. I think she's worried about being perceived as obsessed, especially because that's Mm -hmm. how she came across in season two. Ah, this is my introduction to her, which Ah. is interesting. I never watched season two. That's definitely Mm -hmm. a season worth going back to watch. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Definitely. Mm -hmm. It's like, that'll be my off season project. It's a good one. It's a really good one. Mm -hmm. There's some awesome characters. But how am I going to watch it if I don't get, she's got the chat commentary along with it. I don't know. It's like half the experience. (laughs) That's so true. Maybe. I hate to say this. I was thinking maybe if there's a pan- another pandemic, Ari and I will go back and recap all the other old seasons. Well, you should do it for your Patreon. We could do it for the Patreon. We could if we mm-hmm. ever started one. I've been thinking about it. I've been thinking about it. We'll see. We'll see. Hit us up in the in the comments, guys, if this is something that appeals to you. Mm-hmm. Like and subscribe. Yes. We then see a conversation between Ella and Tyreek. They say that they're both really excited to couple up again. Sammy and Jess chat. Jess reiterates a lot of the same stuff. She wants someone who's 100% for her. Sammy apologizes. He finally says he allegedly understands how she feels. And he says that angry Jess scares him. Hated that. Hated that so much. Yeah. Zach and Molly then chat, and the other girls think that Molly should be making a big statement about her feelings for Zach, and Zach says, people are nosy. He is not wrong. (laughs) Yeah, I kind of like the way they're keeping it low-key, Yeah, but I do think there is a dynamic where it's Molly. Molly is a little separate from the rest of the girls, and I feel like talking and being more open with the girls about her relationship would be a good kind of like social move. I agree. She feels very Mm -hmm. absent since coming back Mm -hmm. into the villa. I keep, I keep forgetting that. Yeah. that They're there. I think it's because like, she now knows that everybody was annoyed with her. And so she's trying to lay low. (laughs) Also, she's in one of the most secure couples in the villa. So she's kind of just chilling and coasting with Zach. Right. That's true. Yeah. She needs more screen time. If she wants to win, Mm -hmm. (laughs) she's going to need to step it up. So Ella, Tyreek, Scott, and Sammy then chat. Ella asks Scott about his feelings toward Abby. And Scott says he hasn't really tried anything with her before. And Tyreek suggests that he test the waters. We then see Abby pull Scott. So Scott and Abby have a chat. Abby asks where Scott's head is at. And he feels like they have good chats and they haven't really explored things. Abby says that Scott is her type. And she should probably talk to Mitch about where this might be going. Scott says that Abby is a one-guy person, very monogamous. Abby then pulls Mitch, and she asks where Mitch's head is at. He says he's really happy with her. She says that she's really happy too, and she, but she would like to get to know Scott as well. She doesn't want to be closed off. Mitch says, that's fine. I'm confident with us. To your point, I think that was a great response from Mitch. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Because also, just going back, I'm thinking about the one of the downfalls of, or part of the reason I think that Molly got icked out by Mitch really early on is because he was territorial Definitely. and jealous of her. So this is learning learning from his mistakes. We love to see exactly, it. Exactly, yes. So Scott and Abby then chat. She says that she feels really conflicted about talking to two guys at once, but they will keep talking. And Mitch, to the other Islander, says he's not worried. He's cool. But he looks genuinely really concerned. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh Mitch. I know. <laughs> we then move into episode 39, where it is nighttime in the villa. While the Islanders are getting ready for the evening, Mitch asks Scott what his plan is for the night. And Scott says, chat to you, which is a little like, oh, oh boy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Whitney then makes the toast to love, life, and laughter. Cute. Live, love, laugh. We love it. <laughs> Scott and Mitch then have their chat. Scott says that he and Abby have had good chats as friends, and he's open to getting to know her more than that, and that he's wanted to talk to Mitch before he does anything with Abby. Mitch says he appreciates him talking to him, and then he's going to let them do their own thing. Continuously chill. Right? Messy Mitch turning into chill Mitch. Right. Okay. I feel Character like he's, he's like white-knuckling it a little bit, but he's like, I'm going to be <laughs> cool about this. I promise. <laughs> Everything is Exactly. Yes, yes. So Katie and Uzi then have a chat. Uzi asks her if they would be a power couple. And she's like, imagine our selfies. And I was like, that's Mm. actually so true. They're both so attractive. They are. But uh, immediately, like, coupling up with someone for the gram, I don't know. I know. Sounds like game playing to me. I know. They're like, imagine the parasocial power we would have. <laughs> uh, Reddit would love us. Yes. Like, actually, though. <laughs> Uzi says he feels like she could get anyone she wanted. And she says that he is her type. And he says he wants a best friend and someone that he can talk to. Which is a classic. Mm -hmm. Abby and Mitch then chat. Mitch calls her sexy. They have a kiss. Sammy says to Scott that none of the other guys really have really tried anything with Abby and Casa. And then Abby says to Mitch, you have to promise that when a bomb comes in, you won't just pivot. And he says that they get along so well. She's so pretty. She doesn't need to worry. She struck me as a little insecure in this conversation. I appreciated her opening up about it, which made me wonder, I wonder if part of the reason she's getting to know Scott isn't so much about a genuine interest so much as to like have a bit of a backup plan. And I don't see that in a bad way. I don't think that's a bad thing. I think, I wonder if she's like genuinely scared that Mitch's head will be turned because he's bopped around so much and she's trying to like make sure her ass is covered. I I completely think that that's what it is. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Cause I, I don't get the sense that she actually has Jet, like real real interest in scott like she does seem really attached to mitch yeah. so it does feel a little bit like i'm just gonna like put myself out there just in case mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it would also be ridiculous to what it's been like a week since they met yeah. to be to, to say no i can't speak to anyone else at all right it would be insane yeah and mm-hmm. i'm sure the other islanders the other girls are probably like abby you should like actually talk to other people too For just sure. in case yeah just in case so scott then pulls abby and she says that she's happy. Scott has put himself out there and not getting to know him would be a regret. We then cut to Mitch with Sammy, Zach, and Uzi. And Zach asks if Mitch is going to go pull Abby from that conversation. Mitch says, nope, I'm not bothered. And he doesn't think there's a chance that Abby and Scott will get together. And Zach says, you don't have anything to worry about. Sammy and Uzi are like, I don't know. 
There was this one moment, and I think one of the guys were just joking, but they said, did he just ask her for a kiss, or did she just ask him to kiss her? Yeah. And Mitch leaps up and grabs the leg of the man sitting next to him, and it's like, oh my god! And it was a really, really funny little bit of physical comedy. I, I, I remember that. That was really funny. <laughs> he was like, oh, let me at him! <laughs> yeah. So Scott and Abby, back to their conversation, they talk about where they're from. Scott's from just south of Wales. He compliments her eyes and her eye contact. And then Jess gets a text. It's a Kai Gottfried. Can we and can all islanders gather around the fire pit immediately? It mm-hmm. is time to recouple. The boys are going to pick the girls. So Zach picks Molly, Ellen picks Catherine, Tyreek picks Ella, Lockin picks Whitney, Uzi picks Katie, Sammy picks Jess. Mitch picks Abby, Montel picks Leah, and Scott picks Amber. Were any of these surprising to you? Um, no. It was really not just a matter of whether or not they were going to let Mitch go before Scott. Mm, yes, I agree. It, and it felt like a formality so they could reshuffle things and have the people that wanted to be sleeping together sleeping together. Exactly. Yes. Yes. So Sammy and Jess then chat. They talk about how he does want to be exclusive with her and he's not going to bother with anyone else who comes in the villa. He dropped that in his little speech, which was interesting. Yes, definitely. Maybe I'm just a Sammy hater, but I was like, how dare you just say it in your speech before having a conversation with her? You're just being performative. You're not giving her the space to consent. I I think I just really hate Sammy at this point. I do too. So it's fine. (laughs) He sucks. Honestly, he's not, he's not great. He's not great. Mm -mm. Lockin and Whitney then chat and they joke about how she thought she hurt closed off when in his speech. And he's like, I didn't say that, but I do like where this is going. I do see a future with you. They have a kiss. Mitch and Abby then chat. He says he really likes her. He likes how things are going. They kiss. Leah Montel chat. She says that she doesn't want, she feels like she doesn't get to touch him enough. She wants to be glued to him. And then all the couples are loved up. We see Zach, Molly, Elam, Catherine, Tyreek, Ella. They're kissing. They're cuddling. We see Katie and Uzi talk about how they're excited to share a bed. And then they share a kiss. I don't know if we've heard this much. Um, I can't wait to share a bed with you talk as we have in the last couple of episodes. Yeah. I'm like, what's going on? There's been a lot of people like Katie and Uzi were saying it about, about it a lot. Ty and Ella, Sammy and Jess about how they just can't wait to get back in bed together. Yeah. They're probably all like, hooking Ooh. up constantly they'd be fucking all night definitely yeah i know that the islanders from last season talked about how like everyone was having sex like basically every night Mm -hmm. i i thought there was there were also some islanders that said like oh this couple was always having sex this couple was waiting Mm -hmm. um interesting interesting dynamics it is i agree yeah so in the morning Sammy and Tyreek make Ella and Jess breakfast. They have breakfast on the terrace together. Notably, they are given a yogurt granola fruit bowl for breakfast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This will come back. <laughs> Katie and- Very important. <laughs> Katie and Molly. Take note. Yes, Katie and Molly then chat. Molly says that things with Zach are good. And Katie asks about them, uh, whether or not they're closed off. And Molly says, oh, yeah, we are. We just didn't announce it to anyone. And she really wants Zach to meet her family. I thought it was interesting that they chose to kind of linger on this extended conversation. Yeah. And it made me wonder, one, is Zach not actually closed off? And is he going to do something yeah. uh, that's going to hurt her or like crack on with a new Islander? Yeah. Or two, is this end up going to be a point of gossip or conflict or contention among the girls? The fact that Molly is like having these milestones and not sharing them with yeah. the Islanders. I definitely felt like, oh, this is going to come up later. I right. also was like, did they say they were closed off? I don't really remember writing that down. <laughs> I'm not 
not sure either. But also, it would be ridiculous if after the whole, like, her leaving Casa situation, mm. it would be absolutely ridiculous if he was cracking on with someone else. For sure. I know that after Casa, he did tell Katie that things with Molly were a done deal. Oh, So, yeah. like, that's pretty close to closed off. Yeah, and I'm sure they had convos in the hideaway. I don't right. know. They're a very, like, low-key, mysterious couple. They are. What's going on there? It's not great for TV, but probably healthy mm-hmm. for their actual relationship. Probably. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. So Mitch and Zach then chat, and Zach asks Mitch about the Scott situation. Mitch says that in two or three days, he's going to tell Abby that he will want a decision. I love that he already has a timeline here. <laughs> man's got a plan he's got a calendar and everything (laughs) exactly in two to three days i will feel differently and i will feel (laughs) like i need a decision even though i definitely want a decision now (laughs) please please have five to seven paragraphs on my desk by monday thank you right exactly zach says that it's important that he lets abby take the time to decide he doesn't want to give an ultimatum too soon good advice katie then talks to Catherine, Abby, and Whitney and shares that Molly and Zach are allegedly closed off. And then Lockin and Ella make Catherine and Whitney breakfast. And they all kind of make a dig at the boys for making the fruit bowls that uh, we see Ella and Jess have for breakfast. What did they make their girls? I it think looked like they something made eggy, maybe? Eggs. I think it was probably like an avocado toast with an egg bacon mm-hmm. situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was such a cute moment. I love Catherine and Whitney's friendship, but yeah. where they were waiting for breakfast and they were seated and they were talking about like, imagine our lives outside of here. Like, this is going to be so great yeah. with like us and our guys. And I mean, it was like a very sweet girl moment. It was and cute. I, liked it a lot. I know. I like watching them together. They've got mm-hmm. a very fun friendship. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Lockin then gets a text. They're having a couples challenge called Life's a Beach. So the Islanders are going to be throwing shade. And I thought this was very like RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, because mm. there's always a like a roast situation on RuPaul's oh. Drag Race where they they either roast they always roast the like RuPaul and um the other judges. I'm blanking on their names right now, but they also oh, roast cute. the other uh drag queens. So but this was like a little bit of a nod to that. Nice. The Islanders in their couple pick a colored umbrella and then hand it to the Islander that they are roasting. Was it, do they hand it to the Islander they're roasting or the couple that they're roasting? The couple that they're roasting. Thank you. Yes. Right. Cause there was a few points where someone was like, you just gave it to him. You're supposed to do this as a couple. Uh-huh. The, the, the unclear rules, unclear guidelines. Unclear rules and guidelines. Agreed. Mm-hmm. So Catherine and Ellen go first and they give their umbrella to Mitch and Abby because Mitch is messy. Mitch, Mitch. Mitch calls this a cop out and I agreed. It is a cop out. Mm-hmm. Catherine has already made this dig at Mitch before. Like, come on, girl. Oh my God. I forgot about Get that. creative. What? yeah <laughs> why is no one Honestly, calling out probably, sammy <laughs> she should have given or she could have given to scott i mean, I, I guess yeah. that's what i would have expected from her true mm-hmm. yeah sammy and jess go next they also give it to mitch and abby because abby is interested in mitch and scott sammy pot kettle black <laughs> or whatever it's called truly yeah Tyreek and Ella go next. They gave it to Uzi and Katie. Ty says that Katie looks second best. Eek. Rough. Okay. As if Ty was not just flirting with Katie. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Katie and Uzi then chat and they gave it to Tyreek and Ella because they were closed off and Ella switched up and Ty flirted with everyone. 
I'm glad they didn't just blame Ella for this. I'm glad they also talked about Ty's shady behavior. Totally. Yeah. Zach and Molly go next. They give it to Scott and Amber. And Zach says he thinks Scott's speech could have been nicer. And I was like, thank you. I'm glad someone said that. Scott's I agree. Speech, it was Scott, very half-hearted. Scott was like, I couldn't give a fuck about this girl, but I have to couple up with her. <laughs> like, and I basically. guess she's good looking. Right. <laughs> it sucked. I felt bad. I felt yeah. bad for her. So Mitch mm-hmm. and Abby are next. They gave it to Scott and Amber because in Casa, Scott didn't get to know Abby. But now that he's vulnerable... He is. This was so fun. And this was the moment where I was like, oh, this love triangle isn't really going to be a thing. Yeah. But I was also like, this is real shade. Good job, Abby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Playing the game so well. Playing the game. I like that she can be as messy as Mitch can be. I know. They're messy together. I love it. <laughs> a dream. They really are like two peas in a pot. They're very similar. I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Leah Montel are next. They gave it to Scott and Amber because Scott only came up with one nice quality to say about Amber when she has many. Also, he raised his voice at Leah. Go off. That was good. And mm-hmm. Amber and Scott are last. They give it to Sammy and Jess because he brought her back from Casa with no real intention to get to know her. So I made a note here. I said, but he had to. So in our episode, one of our episodes last week, Ari and I discussed the verbiage that uh, Maya Jama used when mm-hmm. Sammy had to couple up. He, that she basically implied that he had to pick someone to couple up with. You think there was producer manipulation there? Yes. Definitely. So it's interesting because he's getting heat for it, but it is like, it sounds like he had to pick somebody. Mm-hmm. So he really shouldn't be put down that much about it. At the same time, I also got the feeling that Jess was never super mad at him for bringing someone back from mm-hmm. Casa. He, she was mad at him for the way he then handled himself and navigated the converse, their conversations about their relationship and yeah. the ways in which he like hurt her more largely. Agreed. Yes, for sure. So Scott and Amber have the most umbrellas and then they move into round two. I was like, what? <laughs> what is next after this? <laughs> but it was very like disjointed. Very disjointed. Like, is this the entire challenge? Are we just it, more activity? I, I, don't, was, I don't know how they execute and engineer these. It was bizarre. Yeah. So round mm-hmm. two, the boys are blindfolded and they need to find a golden shell and the girls have to direct the boys on where to walk and dig up the shell. The boys are like falling all over each other. Leah and Montel, Katie and Uzi, Jess and Sammy, Scott and Amber win. So those couples then go on to round three. The couple who lasts the longest on the surfboard while being pelted with beach balls win so katie after katie and uzi go up and do it katie says ty and ella put that much effort into your own relationship Ah, i loved that she itms it was a low blow but take it how you want (laughs) i think she has every right to be pissed with ty and we didn't and no one ever really like paid attention or talked about at least as far as what we were shown on screen about the way that he just kind of used her yeah um totally and so i think she has every right to be pissed at him why now why she had to take ella down with him i'm like do better be better i agree and it does suck because like yeah katie i think katie got the heat for being a pawn in ty's game but Mm -hmm. it's like no why is tyreek even acting like that toward her it was so so bad that was tough to watch it was i agree But the winners of this game are Leah and Montel. The Islanders then split up into their various couples. Mitch says he doesn't get why Catherine gave him an umbrella. 
Scott says he's going to talk to Abby about her comment. He mentions that he's been called a game player before. And Whitney says, maybe there's some truth to it. I was like, yes. Whitney drops the truth bombs without actually ever being particularly mean or catty. She has like the perfect balance of saying such true and right things. I know. I like, I really want her to be my friend. (laughs) I want to be friends with her so badly. Oh my God. Absolutely. (laughs) A dream. Uh, We should invite her to Baltimore. Excellent. (laughs) She'll love that. Come hang. She'll be in the villa still. (laughs) God. Sometimes I forget that this is literally, uh, when does this show? How long does it go? Uh, I could tell you the finale. If they keep the same kind of schedule that they did for last season, the finale should be airing on July 30th. Okay. So when I'm, when you're here, Oh my God. Fun. That will be fun. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. I guess we could watch it together. We should watch them together. Yeah. Yes. Okay, I'm excited. Okay, so Katie then says that she doesn't feel second best and she doesn't get where this comment came from. Ella says that Katie always wants to be involved in drama and stir the pot. She's sitting next to Tyreek when she says this. And I'm like, Ella, look to your right, honey. Biggest pot stirrer in the villa. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Ella says she wants to keep her distance from Katie and doesn't take her seriously. And I thought, is Ella jealous, maybe? Having a hard time seeing Uzi crack on with Katie, perhaps? I was wondering about that. I was wondering if there would be an acknowledgement that someone like she at one point had a strong connection with is now connecting with someone else and how she's feeling about that. Mm -hmm. I also like, to be fair, Katie has kind of been the second choice for all of the guys that Ella's been involved with. That would feel shitty on both ends. Like That would feel shitty for Katie, obviously. It's also weird to see one person kind of going after the same people as yeah, you. Yeah, I agreed. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Mm-hmm. So this episode ends. We're notified that the public is going to be voting for who they think is the most compatible couple. So Lauren, who do you think will be in the bottom three for least compatible? Ooh. Scott and Amber. Okay. By far. Mm-hmm. Um, let me look at my list of couples real quick. I actually haven't been like up to date on what people are saying. I think Sammy and Jess have a solid shot at being at the bottom because their drama is so constant. Yes. Um, even more so than like a Tyreek and Ella sort of back and forth thing. Yeah. And uh, for the third bottom three, I'm not sure. Uh, oh, um, probably Katie and Uzi because that's too mm, new. Okay. And then who do you think would maybe go home from those three? Scott and Amber. Scott and Amber. Yeah, that's a, that's a safe. I bet. feel pretty confident. That's a safe yeah, bet. especially because I don't think this the Scott Abby Mitch love triangle is going to play out. Like, there's no. I don't think there's a reason to keep them around for that drama to play out. It doesn't feel like there's much there. Yeah, I also think there's a chance Leah Montel could be in the bottom three because really? I personally am not loving them as a couple. Really? Oh, kind interesting. Of, Tell me more. I just find them a bit boring. Yeah, more boring than like a Zach and Molly. Yeah, oddly enough, yes. Interesting. Zach and Molly are kind of boring, but like Zach is really funny and interesting enough to like at least maintain Mm -hmm. that aspect of it. And I feel Mm -hmm. like I like Molly's face play is unmatched. That's true. Although Mitch, Mitch is giving her a run for her money. Yeah, I uh, that you're you're so right on that. I who do you think would be? In the bottom three. He says Leah Montel. I think Scott Amber is definitely a safe bet. Uh, Katie yeah. Uzi is a safe bet. I agree. But it's, you would put Leah and Montel for the third. I, I don't know. Just, I mean, Jess and Sammy are definitely more unstable than them. So 
But instabil- instability is different. And I feel like because Jess and Sammy were such an early couple, they have like an early, if not original, like mm-hmm. they have an early Islander bias. Yeah. Or Jess has the OG and Sammy has an early bombshell bias. Definitely, definitely. And yeah. people prioritize that history. So be interesting to see. Do people not like Leah and Montel? I, 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 I don't, don't know. I just don't like them that much. <laughs> that's fair. I don't have a, too much of a pulse. I haven't checked in like a week what, you know, the, the forums the people are saying. I know. I'm I haven't been. how our opinions compare. I haven't been on Reddit. I should I should hop mm-hmm. on there today and see what's up. Mm-hmm. We should definitely do, or you guys should definitely do when the season's over, another kind of like fun, interesting Reddit threads or like online takes sort oh, of yeah. uh, segment on your podcast. Yeah. I, I enjoyed doing that when we were in Nashville. Yeah, that was really fun. I, I liked that a lot. So let's move into our awards. Let's Lauren, do it. How many of your eggs are in which Islanders baskets this week? All right. I've thought a lot about this. And I, I moved them around a little bit as I was watching these three episodes. Zach and Molly get three eggs okay. from me. Um, they're a little boring, but I do think they're stable. I do think they're low key. I do think they genuinely like each other. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm, I'm here for them. Ellen and Catherine have one of my eggs. I love Catherine. I feel like I don't know Ellen or their relationship well enough. So uh-huh. I have nothing, no, no, nothing negative to say about them, but I will, I'll put more eggs as I come to learn more about them. That's fair. Lockett and Whitney have three because I think Lockett is so hot mm-hmm. and Whitney is Stunning, beautiful, hilarious, like obsessed with her. Yeah. I have two eggs for Montel and Leah, mostly for Leah. I really like the way she handled herself. I'm lukewarm on Montel, but Mm -hmm. I I actually do think I'm, I used to really like them as a couple and then he kind of annoyed me and now I feel like they're back on track. Yeah. And I am following the tradition of Gabe and giving three whole quail eggs to Mitch and Abby because I, I simply can't give them anything else. I love it. I love it. That's amazing. What about you? So I'm giving six ostrich eggs. Giant. Oh, so big ones. Big, big ones, boys. Big boys to Whitney and Lockin because love I it. want them to win. I love them. I'm, I'm locking yes. in my, my, my hopeful winners. He would be a fabulous uh, first male Casa bomb yes. to win. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. Yes. Following in Sonam's footsteps. Yes. I love it. Katie and Uzi are going to get two eggs because I could kind of see this relationship working out. I gave two to Leah and Montel because I feel like he's salvaging the relationship as best of, as he can. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to give Amber two eggs because I feel bad for her. I do feel bad for her. She's so young. <laughs> she should have been on the show. Like, I look at her and I see a baby. She should have been yeah. on the show like three to four years from now. Definitely. Yeah, she's just so freaking young. All right, Mara, tell me, who was your most toxic Islander? I was torn a little bit on this, but I'm going to go, as usual, Sammy. Uh, He's Mm -hmm. almost always my most toxic Islander. I'm going to give Scott a close second, though. Mm -hmm. Uh, Obviously, Mm -hmm. Sammy Mm -hmm. just sucks at conflict resolution. Yeah, Sammy is probably the correct answer. I'm also going to say Scott, because even though it wasn't as overt and intense as like Sammy's shittiness, there's something about the way he kind of navigates himself in the way he holds himself in some of these conversations that feels really, really toxic to me. Yeah. It's the whole nice guy thing that I was saying earlier and his specific comment to Leah of like, you, like you've been quiet for four weeks and now you have something to say. I hated that with every fiber of my being. Yes. Agreed. Don't, yes. don't yell at women for speaking. That's never a good idea. Right. That's never a good idea. It's never going to look good. No. Mm-mm. What was your most shocking moment this week? 
I had a few things rotating through, but I'm going to go with the conversation. I wrote down Mitch's thoughtful and kind apologies in his whole conversation with Zach and Sammy. I thought it was beautiful. I was shocking, shocked in a good way. Like it made my heart happy to watch. And I, yeah, I really enjoyed that. Um, I I was surprised to see that level of maturity and accountability, even though I know we all know Zach is the king of accountability. And I, I was really like, wow. This is happening on my TV. Like, Love Island <laughs> is showing, like, beautiful, healthy male friendships, and I'm here for it. Oh, I love what that. What about you? Oh, that's a most really... shocking moment. Damn, that's a good one, Lauren. I kind of <laughs> steal it. My most shocking... You can second it. You can toss no. an egg in my basket. I'll take it. <laughs> okay. My most shocking moment was how poorly constructed the couple's challenge was. <laughs> okay. So true. So true. It was, really it was poorly like, constructed. let's do something to stir drama and then throw two <laughs> random games on the right, end. Right, right. No, that's right. a very good one. <laughs> so silly. Uh, well, that's a new one, right? That's not like a classic Love Island challenge. That was a new I don't one. Think they've yeah. done that before. I haven't. I don't think they have. Yeah. Okay. Lastly, who? What are your finalist predictions? Ooh, I'm torn between this, especially because all of these couples are so new. Like, obviously, I really want Whitney and Lockin, um, Catherine and Alum to be in the final, but. I'm not sure if we know enough about them. I would honestly be very happy with Montel and Leah. I mm-hmm. feel like they have a decent shot. Really, the people I feel pretty certain about, even if they aren't necessarily like my, who I want to be in the finalists, are yeah. probably going to be Ty and Ella, yeah. especially if they kind of just stick together through the rest of it, and Zach and Molly. They feel like kind mm-hmm. of shoe-ins. Yeah, I agree with you. I think, so my obviously pick is Whitney Lockin, but I do think Ty- Tyreek and Ella and Zach and Molly will mm-hmm. definitely be in the top four finalists. Do we need to start a Whitney and Lockin like social media campaign yes. to get them into the finals? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe if we just start talking about it a lot on Reddit, people will start yeah. picking it up. And I think uh, people like them. I just don't, I, I feel like as far as I've seen in the forums, everyone loves Whitney. I just don't trust this franchise or the, a lot of the viewers to do like a POC couple justice. But yeah. maybe that's my own cynicism. I, I love it. I, I mean, kind Sanam won. There so, you, I know. I have some faith. Yeah, there's there's some there's something there. Wheels mm-hmm. are turning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're progressing. Slowly but surely, I guess. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, Lauren, thank you so 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 much for filling in for Ari today. I loved chatting with you about this. This was incredible. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. Um, This was such a lovely and delightful way to spend a rainy Sunday. I feel like I'm lounging on the day bed with you, Mara, Uh, in Mallorca. Amazing. um, (laughs) I always love chatting Love Island with you. So thank you for having me me on truly any time. Amazing. Well, thank you. So everyone, of course, thank you guys for joining us. Thank you for listening. And we will chat to you later this week. Bye. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. 
To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.